Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. I'm Promise, and you're listening to Day Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're glad you could join us, but before we get into the Word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, I just thank you for today, Lord, and I just thank you for pouring out your love on us and making us new every day, Lord. Lord, I also just thank you for giving us your Word so that we can study it. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everybody. We are glad to have you with us So we continue to discuss the Word and our study on the Lord's house. And today we're moving forward, and we are beginning Exodus 28 and the discussion on the garments for the priesthood. Um, But before we get into the Word, I would just like to ask that if you're blessed by this message, that you like it, that you subscribe on any number of our platforms, and that you share the message with someone else so they too can be blessed and grow in our Lord. So, that being said, can I get a volunteer to read Exodus 28 and the first four verses, please? I will. All right, Layla. Now take Aaron, your brother, and his sons with him from among the children of Israel, that he may minister to me as priest, Aaron and Aaron's sons, Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. And you shall make holy garments for Aaron, your brother, for glory and for beauty. So you shall speak to all who are gifted artisans, whom I have filled with the spirit of wisdom, that they may make Aaron's garments to consecrate him, that he may minister to me as priest. And these are the garments which they shall make, a breastplate, an ephod, a robe, a skillfully woven tunic, a turban, and a sash. So they shall make holy garments for Aaron your brother and his sons, that he may minister to me as priest. Well, amen. So a couple things I want to point out here, right? This is as we're getting into the the garments for the priesthood, uh, this one's going to serve as kind of an overview, right? Because there are six different items, right, as we just read. But the first thing that I want to draw our attention to is the Lord said, gave the reasons why these garments, right? Yes, yes. And he says it twice, actually. He says, so they may minister to me, to the Lord, as priests. Right? Yes. Yes. He says it in verse 1. And he says it again in verse 4. They shall make holy garments for Aaron, your brother, and his sons, that he may minister to me as priests. In verse 1, he lists his sons, right? Names them. Or calls them by name. Right? Yes. Yes. And, but he keeps talking about these holy garments. See, they get in verse two, right? Yes. The yes. holy garments are for glory and beauty, right? Yes. Yes. But I want to, well, with that, it's not just about the garments, right? Jesus addressed this in the New Testament in his time on earth, right? Saying, Don't just clean the outside of the cup, right? Don't just have this presentation. 
Clean also the inside, right? Yes. 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 So it's not just about the garments and what they looked like. It is also about how they were to live out their lives, which again ties us back to Christ, lived out his life as a pattern and example for us all. And that pattern example is how we are to live out our lives, right? Yes. yes. Um, honey, honey, would you mind turning to Romans 13 and reading 11 through 14, please? Sure, baby. 11 through 14? Yes, please. And do this knowing the time that that now is high time. It is high time to awake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Therefore let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry or drunkenness, not in lewdness or lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. Amen. So uh, I wanted you to read that verse for a couple of reasons. One, and we're in Exodus here, where I'll say one verse, we stopped one verse early, if you will. In verse 5, they begin describing the, the ephod, right? But you'll see this throughout the entirety of the garments for the priesthood. You see these, these certain colors that they are made from, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Or with, excuse me. They take the gold, purple, blue, and scarlet thread and the fine linen, right? Yes, yes. Those same colors, and we've, we've discussed these colors multiple times. All of it, it's just like the, the veil and the curtains, right? And the, yes. the, the door, the entry, even into the tabernacle themself, itself, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. All describes a one, I'll say, aspect of our Lord and Savior, right? The blue represents yes. him as, as, pre, as a royal priest, right? Or the great high priest. The purple, about his kingship, right? Yes. yes. King of kings and lord of lords. The red as our savior. And the white as the son of God. Also speaking of his righteousness, right? Yes. yes. So I think that when, when I was reading over this um, in Romans there, honey, it says to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, they, the priesthood, was literally doing that. They were putting on the colors that have, that represent our Lord and Savior. Amen. And it's woven, as we see in the ephod here, in verse 5. It is also woven with golden thread. Gold represented what? The divine nature. The divine nature. Bronze was a human nature, right, which is corrupt and mm-hmm. right, uh, made together with all sorts of different metals. But gold, it was pure, right? It's divine, yes. it's refined. So they are, as a representation, a type and a shadow, if you will, of yes, what exists in the heavenlies. But also, they, the priests wore this constantly, 
right? When they were ministering yes. to the Lord, they were literally putting on, if you will, in a represent, uh, representative form, the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Everybody get that? Yes. But then it also, in, in Romans, it talks about how they were supposed to live, right? Put away all these other things, things that don't represent Christ and his nature and his character and his attributes, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Um, could I get a volunteer to go to, to read Isaiah 61? And, and I bring this up because this is what uh, the Lord used the first three verses, I believe, to describe his ministry. Might be two. Let me get there myself. Uh, the first two verses. Isaiah what, baby? 61. To describe his ministry, right? Yes. yes. But there is so much... Actually, hmm? before we get there, before we go there, can we go to Zechariah first? Yes. So we can tie some things together. Zechariah 3. Forgive me for that. Just this once, darling. <laughs> what happened to 70 times 7? <laughs> That's okay. I love you. I love you too. You get the 70 times 7. Well, well, praise the Lord. So who's going to read Zechariah 3? I will. All right. Which verse are you reading, sir? Am I reading the whole chapter? No, no, no. Um, read verse 3, please. And verse... Um, 3 through 5. You stay? Actually, read 1 through 5. You stay? Then he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan was standing at his right hand to oppose him. And the Lord said to Satan, The Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is this not a brand plucked from the fire? Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and was standing before the angel. Then he answered and said to those who stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garments from him. And he said, and he, and to him he said, See, I have removed your iniquity from you, I, and I will clothe you with rich robes. And I said, Let them put a clean turban on his head. So they put a clean turban on his head, and they put the clothes on him, and the angel of the Lord stood by. Mm. Amen. So, we bring this up because there's a couple things to notice. Joshua was already serving in the role of high priest, but he was not clean, not according to the Lord, which is the only uh, word and opinion that matters. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. 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 Amen. So the devil had claim. Satan had claimed to him, right? Because he wasn't clean. But the Lord plucked him out of the fire. Interesting, because we just recently discussed the bronze altar, right? And we are how it represents Christ and the grace given. And and our role is to present ourselves as a living sacrifice, right? To the Lord. It's our reasonable service of worship, right? But the Lord took... And it even says it right here. The Lord removed 
uh, in this case, Joshua, the high priest's iniquity from him, right? And clothed him with rich robes and put a clean turban. And of course, we were just talking about all these different parts of the holy garments, right? Yes. So you see it, the same thing being tied back, right? Yes. Um, I'll say tied back to the Lord and us and our role, right? Put away all these filthy things, all this sin and all this iniquity from our lives, which goes back to Hebrews, right? 12. And we have such a great cloud of witnesses, right? So let's put aside all the sin and everything that, that easily entangles us people, right? Yes. Yes. To represent, and by represent, I mean demonstrate the character and nature and attributes of our Lord Jesus Christ, right? Yes. Yes. It matters. It matters for us. It matters for our lives. It matters for everyone else because that's what Christ did. And now, can we turn to Isaiah 61? Excuse me. Oh, excuse me. And can I get a volunteer to read the, actually the whole chapter? I know, like I said, Christ used the first two verses to define his earthly ministry. Mm-hmm. But there is so much more in there. All right? Yes. So, can I get a volunteer to read Isaiah 61, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. And they shall rebuild the old ruins, They shall raise up the former desolations, and they shall repair the ruined cities. The desolation of many generations. Strangers shall stand and feed your flocks, and the sons of the foreigners shall be your plowmen and your vine dressers. But you shall be named the priest of the Lord. You shall call, they shall call you the servants of our God. You shall eat the riches of the Gentiles, and in their glory you shall boast. Instead of your shame, you shall have double honor, and instead of confusion, they shall rejoice in their pos- in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery for burnt offering. I will direct their work in truth, and will make with them an everlasting covenant. Their descendants shall be known among the Gentiles, and their offspring among the people. All who see them shall acknowledge them, that they are the posterity whom the Lord has blessed. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. For he has clothed me, clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness, as a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the earth brings forth its bud, as the garden causes the thing that are sown in it to spring forth, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations. Mm-hmm. Amen. So there's a lot in there. Um, just a few points I, I want to make, right? As we read that, 
and we read about the priesthood. And yes, we're talking about the garments of the priesthood. But it's all, not just about the garments. Again, it's not just about the appearance. <clears throat> it is what's actually at the core of them, right? What's inside of the spirit, soul, and body, right? Yes. You notice there was a putting away of all these different things. There was a freedom, a releasing, a deliverance from all these things. And then the Lord, in his infinite wisdom and his love and grace, gave them a position, right? The priesthood. Yes. And I say that because at the time that all this is, and by this I mean the instructions for the Lord's house and the tabernacle. They're being given to Moses while he's up on top of the mountain with the Lord, right? Yes. So there was no priesthood just yet for the children of Israel. Does everybody understand that? Yes. But the Lord is already giving the instructions and making a way and even saying who he wanted to serve him in that capacity. Right? Yes. But again, it's a... Because we love the Lord, we should walk in his ways. It should be pleasing to him. He's already done the work. He already said uh, here, in, well, in verse 3 and verse 10, that he would comfort them. He would console them. He would give them beauty for ashes, right? And the oil of joy for mourning, right? Yes. Yes. What were the people to bring? Oil for the lampstand, right? Yes. But again, as we pointed out in that um, section of scripture, the Lord's the one that gives the oil. But he, he clothed them, right? A garment of praise for the spirit of righteousness. Heaviness. Oh, oh, yes, for heaviness, excuse me. Mm -hmm. But then also in verse 10, he continues to describe these garments that he brings them. They, they're covered with the rope of righteousness. They're decked out with ornaments and, and uh, excuse me, clothed with the garments of salvation and the rope of righteousness decked with ornaments, right? All these things, that is a complete transformation and change. That can only happen with the Lord. We cannot do it of ourselves. And and there were rules for, for these garments. They could not just wear them whenever they wanted. They were only to be worn for ministering and service to the Lord, which matters, right? Yes, yes. And so I bring that up. To also share this, right? Because in Isaiah 58, the Lord describes um, some key things. And if, if anyone is familiar with scripture, verses 6 through the end, the Lord describes the fast that he would choose, right? Yes. But um, if I could get a volunteer to read Isaiah 58 in its entirety, please. I will. All right, Layla. Cry aloud, spare not, lift up your voice like a trumpet. Tell my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways. As a nation that did righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of their God, they ask of me the ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching God. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen? Why have we afflicted our souls and you take no notice? 
In fact, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exploit all your laborers. Indeed, you fast for strife and debate and to strike with the fist of wickedness. You will not fast as you do this day to make your voice heard on high. Is it a fast that I have chosen a day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head like a bulrush and to spread out sackcloth and ashes? Would you call this a fast and an acceptable day to the Lord? Is this not the fast that I have chosen, to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry, and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out, when you see the naked, that you cover him, and do not hide yourself from your own flesh? Then your light shall break forth like the morning, your healing shall spring forth speedily, and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry, and he will say, Here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger, and speaking wickedness, if you extend your soul to the hungry, and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in the darkness, and your darkness shall be as the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones. You shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Those from among you shall build the old waste places. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations, and you shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of the streets to dwell in. If you turn away your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy day of the Lord honorable, and shall honor him not doing your own ways, nor finding your own pleasure, nor speaking your own words, then you shall delight yourself in the Lord. And I will cause you to ride on the high hills of the earth, and feed you with the heritage of Jacob your father. The mouth of the Lord has spoken. Mm -hmm. Amen. So, you may be asking yourself, well, John, why did you bring that up? There's no real mention of clothes in there, right? When we're talking about the garments for the priesthood, it's not just about the clothes. It's about how we live out our lives, right? Yes. yes. There's a lot of, say, ifs and conditions, right? Yes. yes. It talks about how the people sought the Lord daily, right? Yes, um, yes. However, they were still only seeking their own lust, their own desires, right? Or yes. pleasures, as it said, yes. right? But then the Lord says, this is not the fast I would choose. And if you really look from that scripture, verse 6, Isaiah 58, verse 6, to the end of the chapter, it should sound an awful lot like Isaiah 61. I don't mean awful isn't bad. It should resemble almost identical what we just heard in Isaiah 61. Right? Yes. Yes. All these blessings come upon the people when they are truly seeking the Lord, when they are living righteous and holy, ministering to the Lord. Right? Yes. yes. Uh, verses 13 and 14 really, to me, stand out because it talks about uh, that the holy day of the Lord. Um, Sorry, when stop from doing your own pleasure on my holy day, right? And yes. call the Sabbath of the light, the holy day of the Lord, honorable. And shall honor him, not doing your own ways, nor finding your own pleasure, nor speaking your own words. 
Isn't this how we're all supposed to minister? Yes. That's how Jesus yeah. ministered. He said, I didn't come to do my own will. I didn't come to speak. I don't speak of my own initiative. But only as the Father commands do I speak. Right? Yes. He says it multiple times in short. I only say what the Father says. I only do what my Father does. Nothing of my own initiative. Mm-hmm. Right? The same thing is said about the Holy Spirit. That he, he doesn't speak on his own initiative, but takes from the Father and discloses it to, to you, to me, to us. Right? Yes. Moses who we're, is receiving these instructions about the tabernacle and even the garments that we're studying right now. Right? Yes. yes. It says the same thing about him in Exodus 34. How he would put on, take off the veil when he'd go into the tabernacle and speak of the Lord. And then when he'd come out, he'd put on the veil because his face shone and the people were afraid. And how it says he only spoke what the Lord commanded him, which is incredible. Right? But it's how we, as sons and daughters of the Most High, are supposed to, to move and to operate, right? Yes. That's how actually ministering to the needs of the people, which is what the priesthood was supposed to do. Their inheritance was not did not look like the inheritance of all the other tribes of Israel. It said the Lord was their inheritance, right? Yes. yes. So if the Lord's their inheritance and their <laughs> role is to minister to the Lord, and I'm not discounting the people, and here's why I'm not discounting the people, right? The Lord said himself, uh, Jesus, the Lord, and Savior said himself um, when they're asked well when did we see you hungry or thirsty and he said if you gave to one of these little ones you gave to me right yes. so you see both there ministering to the Lord also by ministering to the people and the Lord being their portion or their inheritance right Yes. And you see, that's how Jesus operated and lived out his life. But then also, I want to read this. It's in um, 1 Peter 2. The no time is, uh, we're coming up, we're approaching pretty quickly here. So I want to be considerate of everyone's time. But, you know, we all we always try to come back to how this applies to us in our lives, right? Yes. 1 Peter 2, uh, really... We can start in verse 8, right? And it, where he talks about how there's a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, right? But it says, They stumble because they disobey the word, and to this they were appointed. And then he goes, continues to say, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession to proclaim the virtues of of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Which is incredible. So then, of course, there's the urging, just like Paul said in Romans, right? To put, to clothe yourself in the Lord Jesus Christ, right? Yes. He's speaking to the priesthood, but he has also, if we have, I'll say, by faith access to grace that he's extended us, 
He has made us priests and kings in him. Mm-hmm. So yes, this applies to you. As a king and a priest of the Lord Most High, we should also demonstrate our Lord and Savior, our Heavenly Father, and His Holy Spirit's character, nature, and attributes in every area and aspect of our life, being concerned with ministering to the Lord, that He would be pleased with us. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Let's pause there for today. And could I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, sir. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for your continual grace and mercy to us, mm-hmm. Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for your divine favor that you've given us, Lord. And just that we can physically touch your word, Lord, so that way we can understand what you have for us, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for the personal relationship that you desire to have with each and every one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. We love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to a Day of Prayers Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a day of prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select Partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.